0: Welcome to Compare to Who, the podcast to help you stop comparing and start living. I'm your host, Heather Creekmore. I hate to admit this, but I used to secretly obsess over my appearance. I thought it was part of my job as a woman to always look better, but never felt like I could be good enough. Maybe you can relate. But God, in His grace, He showed me a way out, and I want to give you all the tools you need to break free, too. If you've ever spent too much time stressing over your looks, I get it. I hope you'll keep listening and find the same freedom I have. Here are three other things you need to know about me. I'm a minivan driving mom of four elementary age kids. I'm author of the book Compared to Who and a blogger at comparedtohu.me. And you just may have seen my epic bake fail on Netflix. If you've ever struggled with comparison or body image issues, Compared to Who is the show for you. I hope you enjoy today's episode and tell a friend about it. Welcome to Compared to Who, the podcast. I am so glad you're listening. This is Heather Creekmore. And today we're going to talk about hustling. Okay, in fact, today and in the next episode as well, we're going to talk about three ways to hush. Your hustle. Now, that might sound a little foreign to some of you because you might be thinking, hey, you know, we all need a hustle and we need more hustle. Why would we want to hush the hustle? But hopefully, through the next episode and the next one, I'll be able to convince you that the voice that's making you hustle may not be the one that's healthiest for you to listen to. So, what happened was this morning, I was riding my spin bike and I was thinking about this whole concept of hustling. Like, it seems like within the last five years or so, hustle has become the buzzword. We're hustling to go our businesses. We're hustling to change our bodies. We're hustling to make more money. You name it. The key to living your dreams, it seems, is to hustle. Our spoken or unspoken, if you will, mantra is those who work hardest and fastest or smartest succeed. They win the race. They live their best lives and feel some sort of euphoria for accomplishing everything they've ever dreamed of. Is this the hype that you've bought into? I know I have. I've looked at those hustling and I've thought, I just need to work harder like them. I've bought the courses. I've paid for the instructional downloads. I've tried all their tips. And I thought that maybe if I could just apply everything perfectly to my life, then it would all fall neatly into place and my life would become a symphony of perfection. So as I sat on the spin bike this morning riding in place in my bedroom, I was moving my legs, but I wasn't getting anywhere. And then what was worse was my Fitbit that I wear when I exercise. I wear it to monitor my heart rate. It won't even register that I've been exercising until I've been doing it a certain amount of time. And that time is always random. And so anyway, I'm sitting there on the spin bike riding and riding and not getting anywhere and looking down at my Fitbit, which is telling me that I'd exercised for zero minutes. And I started thinking about how hilarious the whole thing was. I mean, really, I'm sitting there working really hard, but according to all visible measures, I wasn't getting anywhere. I wasn't moving anywhere in my room. I was still riding in place, and my Fitbit wouldn't even give me credit for any exercise. What this made me think of was all the years that I have spent hustling and really not gotten anywhere. So friends, like I was hustling before hustling was a thing. I spent my 20s hustling in politics. I was always trying to get better jobs, improve myself in my career. I also spent time hustling to get a better body because I believed that unless I got a better body, I'd never get married. Then as I got into my 30s, my career kind of settled a little more into place. I started hustling to be the best wife. I read all the books and incessantly bugged my husband about ways that our marriage could improve and how it needed to improve immediately if we were going to be successful. Then we had a baby. And again, I read all the books. I read Baby Wise and I tell you, I know some of you are going to say it worked for you and you swear by it, but for me it was the worst thing ever. My biggest parenting regret. My firstborn is now almost 13 years old and we have three other kids, but I still label Baby Wise as my biggest parenting mistake. I wanted to do the book perfectly. I considered it a manual for exactly how to function with a baby. And when my baby didn't cooperate, mostly because he had reflux and because I overfed him all the time, and I had no idea what I was doing as a brand new mom, I spent a lot of time in frustration. And so did he really, like he had started to headbang. He was banging his head against the mattress, against his crib, he was so frustrated. And that's when I decided to quit Baby Wise and try a different approach. But let me tell you friends, that other approach going on my own without being able to follow a book perfectly that felt really scary because I didn't have a manual for how to parent anymore. Trusting my instincts, not following the pattern of the book, that was a very daunting thing for me to do. And candidly, it didn't feel like hustling. I felt like I was losing because here I had a prescription on how to raise a baby just right and I couldn't even follow it. And is not kind of what happens when we try to hustle. We try to follow someone else's prescription. Here's what works for me and now I want you to try it and it'll Work for you too. I received an email today encouraging me to listen to a podcast by quote unquote America's Power Couple. And the email said that they would give me great advice on how to live my best life and be super successful. And the couple, they're supposed to be Christians, but I can't help but feel like they want me to follow them instead of following Jesus. Now, don't get me wrong, there is some value to following someone else's example for sure. I want to learn from people who have been successful. I want to share my story with you so you'll learn from my mistakes and my successes in order to enrich your life. But where we get stuck is when we watch someone else's hustle and we think it'll look the same way for us when we try it, and then it doesn't. Then we can feel discouragement, we feel overwhelmed, maybe even depressed because we did all the things and we're still stuck with the same life we had before. Friends, today, I want to gently point something out to you. When we start chasing someone else's dream, and we start trying to emulate someone else's hustle, we can find ourselves entrenched in idolatry. We take what could be a good thing, you know, plan to get yourself organized or to get your body healthier, and we make it an ultimate thing. We make it a thing that matters too much to our identity or to our livelihood or, or to our joy. And we do that... We make it an idol. Now, there's a slight exception to this rule. In 1 Corinthians 11, Paul tells us to do what he does because he's doing what Jesus does. So we're supposed to emulate Christ. And if there are people in your life that are following hard after Jesus, then I do recommend that you learn from their modeling and do as they do. But remember, a lot of Paul's followers had to suffer just like Paul did. Paul's followers saw what happened to Paul He got put in prison. He got beaten sometimes. And they kept following him. They saw Paul model some of what Jesus endured. And they kept pressing hard after Christ, even in the midst of suffering. So here's a hard question for you as we start off today. If that person you're following, that person whose hustle you desired to have, that person started suffering for their faith, would you still be following them? Would you be pressing like on every Instagram post if their life turned into struggle after struggle because they were following Jesus? Or? would you prefer to find someone else who was living their best life now to follow? Ouch, that's a hard question, right? Because if I'm honest, I'd have to say that I'd much rather follow the people who seem to be doing everything, quote unquote, right, and their lives are working well, rather than the people who are doing things that lead to suffering and hardship. Isn't that why we hustle in the first place? We hustle so our lives will be better, not so we can struggle more. So if you've been hustling, trying your best, but stuck on a spin bike, just riding in place, not feeling like you're getting anywhere, not getting any credit for the amount you've exercised, today, I wanna give you some encouragement as to how you can hush the hustle, how you can get a grip on the drive to be better, do better, how you can release what I'm gonna call the burden of better. And we're gonna dig into the first of the three ways you can hush the hustle right after this break. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Has body image been bogging you down for too long? It's time to get free, my friend. Go to to comparejahoo.me. Take your free body image awareness quiz. You will learn amazing things. You'll get your results right away. And I think you'll have fun, too, because, I mean, who doesn't love to take quizzes? Go to to CompareToWho.me. There's lots of great resources on that site, articles about body image and comparison and how you can find freedom through the gospel of Jesus Christ. Check it out today, right after this episode, of course. Welcome back. So if you've been hustling, today I want to talk to you about hushing the hustle. And we're going to look at the first of three ways you can do that. Because let's be honest, that pressure to hustle is everywhere, coming at us from all directions. You can't open your Instagram account without seeing someone recommending a new way you can hustle to do something that you desire to achieve in your life, right? So if you want to hush the hustle, it takes some intentionality. And here's number one. First thing I think you need to do if you want to hush the hustle is you have to look at at what you're measuring. Okay, now follow me here. Is the way you measure your life as successful or unsuccessful the same way God would measure your life? If it's not, friend, then I'd encourage you to examine your life for idols. If the way you're measuring success is using the same standards that anyone who doesn't know and follow Jesus would use, then I'm afraid you may have lost track of what's important. Now, don't hear any condemnation in that at all because it happens to all of us myself included like guilty number one hand raised in the air i have to regularly stop and do an idle check i have to ask myself why is this number or this thing so important why does this matter so much And what I find every time is that when a number matters a lot, when a thing is driving me, that it's actually idolatry behind the wheel. When an idolatrous desire is what is making me want to hustle harder and faster, I become kind of like I was on my spin bike this morning. Like my heart rate is up. I'm working so hard. I'm riding so fast, but I'm not getting anywhere. And when my desires are idolatrous, I can't stop. It's never enough. I want more. I need more. I must work harder, faster, longer. And friends, this happens to me in so many areas of my life. I'm embarrassed to say. It can happen to me when I'm starting a new workout regimen. I am all in at the beginning. I'm going to get in shape. And what happens is I start working out too hard for my age, too hard for my body's current physical state. And then I am so worn out after like a week of doing that, that I have to take a few weeks off. And then ultimately what happens is instead of beginning a healthy exercise routine, I've just started the next round in a cycle of exercise starts and stops. But the problem is the way I measure success is not the same way God would measure success. You see, I start a new exercise regimen, and I think I'm going to transform myself magically and quickly into this new me that I want to be. And really what that is, is it's body image idolatry. Because body image idolatry doesn't give me the time to gradually, slowly get healthy and change my body. Body image idolatry tells me that I need to get in shape now fast. I can't wait. I've got to work crazy hard. I've got to make it happen right now. But when I'm free from that idolatrous drive, then I can say, you know what? It would be great for me to get in better shape so I can keep up with my kids and have more energy. I'm going to work at this a little bit each day. And I know in the next few months or years, if I'm consistent, I'll be able to see results. Can you see the difference in these two approaches? Body image idolatry doesn't have any patience. The Bible tells us that patience is a fruit of the spirit. And so when we look at the ways we're measuring our hustle, what I want us to remember is if we're measuring things without patience, without a long view, which is what we're going to talk about uh, in the next episode, without using the kind of measurements that God uses when he looks at us, without without applying grace to our lives and our goals that we're trying to achieve, we are hustling in vain. We're hustling after idols. So how are you measuring success? If you want to hush the hustle, find the idol and ask God to help you destroy it. Idols don't ever let us get to our destination. They hold a carrot on a stick out in front of us and then like a hungry horse, so we keep running after it, but we're never actually able to stop and enjoy the carrot. When you try to hush the hustle, notice what you're measuring, how you're measuring it, and what it does to your soul. Maybe you've broken up with your scale and you're feeling freedom from measuring yourself by that number, but now you're trying to grow a business and you're measuring your worth by the number of online followers you have, or maybe you feel free from defining success By your job title or your salary, but you're struggling not to look at yourself in the mirror and feel like you would be better off if you were a size or two smaller. All of these measures, friends, have a root of idolatry, and each of them will keep you hustling after results that won't last. In my morning Bible reading this week, I was reading in Deuteronomy chapter 30. And I'll be honest with you, friends, if you're doing a reading plan, it can be kind of hard to get through books like Numbers and Deuteronomy. But today I read Moses' instructions for the Israelites. God actually gave the Israelite people a prescription of of how they could be blessed, which for those of us who like things to be black and white, this is awesome, right? God laid out a to-do list. You do these things and you'll be blessed. This is a hustler's dream, a prescription, a list of everything you do to get good results. I mean, that's better than hustling even because you can hustle your tail off and still not get the results you want, but God is doing them one better. He's saying in a promise, do this and then I'll do this. So in this passage, God first talks about circumcising the people's hearts, like not a good visual image there, but I do kind of love the severity in it because what God wants them to do is he wants them to get rid of all sin and evil. He wants them to circumcise their hearts, cleanse their hearts of all sin and evil. And then he talks about how if they'll turn from evil, he'll take care of all their enemies. They won't have to be afraid of anyone anymore. He'll just take care of them for them. And then he says the following, and if you want to look this up, you can, we can read it together. I'm in the amplified version of Deuteronomy 30. We're going to start in verse eight. It says this, and you shall again, listen to and obey the voice of the Lord and do all his commandments, which I command you today. Then the Lord, your God shall make you abundantly prosperous and." everything that you do in the offspring of your body and in the offspring of your cattle and in the produce of your land. For the Lord will again delight over you for good, just as he delighted over your fathers. If you listen to and obey the voice of the Lord, your God to keep his commandments and his statutes, which are written in this book of the law. And if you turn to the Lord, your God, with all your heart and with all your soul, All your entire being. Oh, friends, I love, love so much in this passage, but. We hustle after so many things, and here God lays out to the Israelite people that he's going to bless them in every way. He's going to bless their children. He's going to bless their work. He's going to make them prosperous. All they have to do is listen to and obey the voice of God. The passage continues. We're going to look at verse 11. Here's how it continues. This is encouraging too. For this commandment which I am commanding you today is not too difficult for you, nor is it out of reach. It is not a secret in heaven that you should say, Who will go up to heaven for us and bring it to us so that we may hear it and obey it? Nor is it beyond the sea that you should say, Who will cross the sea for us and bring it to us so that we may hear it and obey it? But the word is very near you, in your mouth and in your heart, so that you may obey it. Oh, I love this, friends, because what God's telling us is that it's not too hard. He's saying, you can do this. He's like a cheerleader. Like, hey, I'm not giving you this impossible task that you have to send a special messenger up to heaven to figure out. He's saying, no, the word is near you. It's in your mouth and in your heart. You have everything you need to do what I'm asking you to do, and then I can bless you. You know, we hustle after wisdom from so many other people when God tells us his word is always with us. Jesus is always near and we have the freedom, the option, especially here in the United States to seek and get the wisdom and advice we need from God and his word. Like, the way we need to be hustling is we need to be hustling after more of Jesus. And when we hustle that way. We're never disappointed. We always make progress. You know, it's amazing. We have a limited amount of time each day, but I'm going to end today's episode by asking a question. How are you hustling? How are you spending your time? What are you hustling after? What are those idols that are driving your hustle? I hope that sometime over the course of today, you'll take just a couple minutes and think about that. What's driving you? What voice of hustle are you listening to? And is that voice drowning out the voice of the father who's telling you that he'll He'll give you everything you could need. He'll bless you abundantly if you'll simply listen to and obey him. Well, that's all the time we have for today, but I hope that you'll stay tuned and listen to part two of How to Hush the Hustle. In the second part, we're going to talk about how to find true rest, and I'll give you even more strategies for hushing that voice of hustle that keeps you chasing after the burden of better. It's coming up next. I hope you'll listen to the next episode. See you there. Your time is valuable, so skip straight to the good stuff. I'm glad you're here. Thanks for letting me be a part of your body image and food freedom journey. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances. God invites us to cultivate thankful hearts by turning our eyes toward Him in good times and bad. To listen to more Abide Christian Meditations... Just go to lifeaudio.com or search your favorite podcast app for Abide Christian Meditation. You can also download the Abide app for more biblical meditations at abide.com.